You have just downloaded the Barbecue Central Show, which airs live every Tuesday from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Show is brought to you by the Barbecue Guru, creators of automatic pit temperature control technology. They can be found at thebbqguru.com or call them 800-288-GURU. And by the Chops Power Injector System, the 2015 Barbecue Tool of the Year at the NBBQA. Find them at barbecuekansascity.com. And by Butcher Barbecue. From injections to rubs to sauces, always trust your butcher at butcherbbq.com. And by Big Papa Smokers, your one-stop online shop for everything and anything that has to do with barbecue. Their website is bigpapasmokers.com. And by Cook Shack Pellet and Electric Grills. Visit them at pelletcooker.com or cookshack.com or call them 800-423-0698. And by Cookin' Pellets, you can buy Cookin' Pellets at cookinpellets.com. You can also visit amazon.com to purchase as well. And by Green Mountain Grills, some of the best pellet grills on the market today. You can visit them at greenmountaingrills.com. This is Rennie Kanoff with ChampionshipBBQ.TV, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike your match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. All right, and good evening, and welcome to the really big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. Broadcasting live from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, more than happy to have you, uh, 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, greg at com. And here's what's happening. Uh, in his normal third Tuesday of the month spot, uh, Stephen Reichlin will be joining us uh, in about 13 minutes from now. And <clears throat> coming up in the... Uh, 935 segment first timers to the show however two time contest winners in a row in subsequent week uh, in subsequent weeks the past two to be exact Wade Carpenter and Luis Fernandez of Los Slow Cookers will join me as well uh, I'm only doing one hour tonight folks <laughs> um from a business standpoint, uh, I needed to get on for an hour at least and uh, get my obligations in, uh, as I uh, do feel obligated to the folks that are doing business with me to do business back with them no matter what. Uh, but Louisville, Kentucky, while fine on the volleyball side of things, uh, the oldest finishing uh, fourth in the gold bracket out of 75 teams, also afforded me uh, the opportunity to get sick, which I rarely do. So uh, I need to get these out of the way, so I apologize. And for the haters on iTunes who think that this is just a run of the ads to make money and all that other crap, uh, tonight you might have... You might have... Here's what I need to tell you about up front. Chops Power Injector. Okay? Was the 2015 Barbecue Tool of the Year. The NBBQA took place this past weekend they are now again repeat we have multiple repeats to talk about on the show tonight they are the 2016 barbecue tool of the year as well each chops power injector system features not one not two but four needles evenly spaced at the perfect distance for injecting 
They have the half gallon, the one gallon, the CHOPS electric full power injector system, the uh, half gallon and the full power, or I'm sorry, the half gallon, the one gallon come with two replacement plastic needle adapters, three plug screws and a needle protector. The half gallon is a hundred bucks plus shipping anywhere. The uh, full gallon is one twenty plus shipping anywhere. The CHOPS full power injector system isn't a holding tank, but it does have a three and a half foot pickup tube that you can put in any size container from a half gallon to a 55 gallon drum. Uh, you have 14 gauge needles, three inch, 12 gauge, two inch, 11 and a half gauge, three plug screws, and needle protector. 325 bucks plus shipping anywhere. If you go to barbecuekansascity.com, that's B A R B E Q U E, barbecuekansascity.com, you can grab one there. They're handmade in Kansas City, Missouri. Dan Uladal does it. And you can also inject alcohol into fruit if you want. Uh, believe me. I would love to be injecting alcohol into my mouth right now. Uh, you can get extra accessories as well at barbecuekansascity.com. But congratulations, first and foremost, to Dan Uladol for repeating as Barbecue Product of the Year. And as anybody that can tell you who has tried the CHOPS Power Injector System, that you will literally wonder how you got by without it. I mean, it's, it's that good. It's really that good. I'm going to ask Stephen Reichlin. <coughs> I'm going to ask Stephen Reichlin about it as well. So, what? Oh boy, Katie Rempe busting balls. Greg, sure you weren't voted the Tool of the Year again. Whoa, hey oh, tonight maybe. Tonight maybe I am. All right. Also, aside from congratulating Dan for being the best barbecue tool of the year, 2016, creating the best. I might be the best barbecue tool of the year, but uh, Dan has created the best barbecue implement. As I had mentioned, aside from being down in Louisville this past weekend and contracting disease, uh, I also had, I didn't know this. But the guy that makes Pit Barrel Cooker, Noah Glanville, who up until literally a couple days ago, I didn't realize he moved out of Denver or or the Colorado area to be specific. And he moved to just north of Louisville. So on Saturday when we had some downtime in between waves of volleyball, which literally allows for zero free time to see. It's like you travel, but you really don't travel. You get to see insides of convention centers for two days. But I got to hang out with Noah and his wife, Amber, for maybe two hours before I had to turn back out in the expo. Uh, or or well, I guess it was team dinner at that point. But I got to learn a lot about Noah as a, as a human. And through conversations I'm not going to have on this air because they are not for me to share. And I knew he was military guy um, you know, prior, but I didn't know the extent uh, after the fact. And what he's doing in barbecue is so it is it is certainly important to the industry and it's his business and all that other stuff. But holding that all aside, uh, this has to be one of the most magnanimous, selfless, patriotic human beings uh, I have ever come across in my life. And I'm not saying that. I mean, he's got no financial ties to this show whatsoever, but just learning on the surface what this guy has done for this country. It is completely unbelievable and humbling for me to be in his presence, taking in a few Kentucky bourbon barrel ales or whatever they were called. It's beer finished in bourbon cask. It's delicious. And it comes in eight ounce sniffers snifters at the brick house in Louisville. And we did not feel very manly drinking out of snifters. But just getting to know him and uh, his wife, who I guess kind of through associate, letting him continue to do that military thing while he was doing it before the whole pit barrel thing. Uh, Just fabulous human beings. I mean, what can I say? Uh, 
I am happy to to call them friends through this show and their success in the industry is proven and the product is great and they've continued to grow and succeed over the course of, you know, the last handful of years in the pit barrel industry or the barrel industry cooker. So uh, I want to take this time to personally thank them for uh, making time to come out, hang out with me, even though it was for a couple hours and uh, I wish it could have been 10 or 12 hours, but Louisville isn't that far away, so you know I, I never look. I never travel anywhere, right? Unless it's for kids stuff. I mean, that's just the bottom line. But meeting good people like that, meeting people that have put their lives potentially down for our freedom back here is is great, and uh, you know I appreciate that. So thanks again to Noah and to Amber for having me out. Here's breaking news that I wanted to share with you guys uh, very quickly, and specifically for the Texas people. The IBCA and the Texas Gulf Coast Barbecue Association would like to announce effective tomorrow. The two groups will merge. Texas Gulf Coast will merge with IBCA, become part of the IBCA as the governing sanctioning body. All All cookoffs that are scheduled will go on as IBCA events. This is not and was not an easy decision by either group. For the state of Texas, as great cooks and promoters. This is a positive and logical decision for the future and growth of Texas barbecue. One state, one great organization. The annual Texas Gulf Coast Memorial Cookoff that is held every year will go on as scheduled May 20th, May 21st at the KOA in Conroe. That's posted by Craig Sherry, who is the president of IBCA. So, Texas Gulf Coast and IBCA breaking news are now one. How about that? Yeah, I would do that too, Chad, if uh, I didn't feel like I was also going to vomit right now. Nevertheless, before we get to Stephen Reichlin, Let me talk to you quickly about the Barbecue Guru gang. If you've been thinking about automatic pit temperature control devices, then stop here. This is a company that started it all. They are the creators of this technology. Why are you going to buy from any other company? If you're not familiar with how these little beauties work, I'm not going to get into the minutia, but imagine a product that allows you to set pit temperatures, and once you get it at the temperature you want, keeps it all the way through the cook. Um, uh-oh. There's currently a number of different models to choose from. You have the CyberQ Wi-Fi, which a lot of people like because they have the smart devices, the phones, the computers, the netbooks, the laptops, tablets. If you have those, you connect it. You can run up to two different pits on this particular device. And you can get internal temperature reading. So... In real life, if you need to check your internal temperatures of meats, you don't even have to get out of bed anymore. You can look at it right on your device. And if it's cooking too fast or cooking too slow, you can ramp the pit temp up or down to accommodate. Also, it can go into a hold so your meat never overcooks, but keeps it out of the danger zone as well. If you're in the market for a cooker, look no further than the Onyx Oven. It accommodates half and full pans for food service, works seamlessly with any of the Barbecue Guru pit temperature control devices. So do yourself a favor. <clears throat> Head on over to thebbqguru.com and check out their products. If you have any questions about what to order, call them directly, 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. And they will make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. Again, that's 800-288-GURU. Or you can visit the website, thebbqguru.com. Again, if you have any questions about what to order, call them. Rob Boss or Bass. You know we would have loved to see you, man. Come on. Next time. Next time. All right, uh, Stephen Reichlin coming up. Chad Ward efforting Craig Sherry at 10.05 as my backup potentially. Uh, We'll be right back.
Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show is being brought to you by the Green Mountain Grills, manufacturers of some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. If you're looking for a big cooker to house a lot of food, they got one for you. How about something for medium-sized stuff? They got you covered there, too. Even tailgates, they can do you there as well. Check them out, greenmountaingrills.com. That's greenmountaingrills.com. I use my Green Mountain Grill all the time. You could use yours all the time as well if you just visit the website, greenmountaingrills.com. All right, joining me now, a person that can be seen on the third Tuesday of each month on this show, a 2015 Barbecue Hall of Fame inductee, a TV show host, a barbecue cooking class instructor, multiple-time author, and the person singularly responsible for my indoctrination into the world of caviar. Let's go ahead and race to the hotline and welcome back friend of the show, Stephen Reichlin. Stephen, how are you, buddy? Great, Craig. How are you? I'm doing great, Stephen, and I uh, appreciate you making time, as always, for the show. Uh, a couple different places that we're going to be running at tonight, and uh, first things first. Last week, I had opportunity to talk to my second Tuesday of the month guest, Meathead Goldwyn from AmazingRibs.com, and we tried some crazy fakakta, let's do a live remote at the NBBQA type thing at a restaurant, and concept was great. Execution was piss poor, but we learned, and perhaps that will be adjusted for next year. Uh, however, you were there as well, so I guess let's go ahead and, and start there first. We talked about it on this show a few months ago, but your talk or, or speech or, or keynote or whatever it was over there was top 10 or 12 trends as you see it for 2016. So let me ask you, with one quarter of the year almost effectively in the can, and as I say on this show, 2016 rapidly coming to a close. Do you feel your trend list is panning out after three months? Well, I definitely feel some of the trend list is panning out. And one of the trends, wood-burning grills at high-end restaurants. I mean, my God, I'm, I'm in Miami, uh, Miami Beach within a six-block radius. Four new high-end restaurants have opened up with massive grill works, wood-burning grills, uh, or wood-burning ovens from South America. and That's happening all over the place. I was up in Baltimore a few weeks ago finishing some extra taping for the Project Smoke TV show. We went out to a restaurant called La Cuchara. This is Baltimore, where I grew up. Baltimore, backwater Baltimore. This incredibly hip, gorgeous restaurant with a wood-burning grill as its focal point. So that one, definitely true. Vegetables getting their, tr- their due. Definitely true. Uh, people upgrading their meats, you know, really talking about where your meat and your food comes from. Definitely true. What about lesser known meats and seafood? Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, octopus, you know, if I could count, I, I can't even, I've lost count of the number of restaurants I've eaten at that are serving grilled octopus now. Really? I mean, that is, that's become as commonplace as you know, crab artichoke dip was 20 years ago. Are you an octopus fan, uh, Greg? I mean, I know you had your uh, your indoctrination with caviar. Uh, I would have to tell you I've never had octopus. All right. We got to do some serious eating together sometime. <laughs> now, do you ever leave Cleveland or am I going to have to come to Cleveland? Do, do you know who you're dealing with? Here's a guy, 41 years of age, born and raised in upstate New York, Saratoga Springs for the most part. So, you know, I know Caroline Street, I know thoroughbred racing and beer and liquor, but uh, to say that my culinary palate is vast and wide sweeping might be a little bit of a overstatement. Uh, so, yeah, yeah I mean, I just have. Well, Craig, come on. You got some great restaurants in Cleveland. I mean, Jonathan Green, the greenhouse. I mean, that's fantastic. Uh, Michael Simon came from Cleveland. I guarantee you. I came out to Cleveland. We went on a 36-hour eating eating spree. I could give you a graduate school education in in, in minutes. All right. Well, uh, I do some. I do get out of Cleveland uh, this past weekend. I was in Louisville, where I was able to contract disease, but also was able to to meet some great people out in Louisville. 
Cool. Uh, okay. So, you know, every once in a while I, I get out. But, I mean, if God, if you ever made it to Cleveland, I, I would well, be. The, I will make knows? it to Cleveland. And, you know, my assistant, Nancy Lowski, some That's of right. you know her because, uh, you right. know, she uh, she's a big part of the website. She uh, answers a lot of the uh, emails and just totally, totally indispensable. And she lives in Cleveland. Could, anyway, onwards. It, it could be a date. So here we go. Uh, let me ask you about one of the other items in your uh, trend list. Desserts get smoked and even cocktails. Are you seeing that more and more, or is that something that's still yet to, to pan out over the course of the Oh, year? no, more and more. I mean, uh, just thinking about, well, and, and again, you know, I, I kind of, I, I see this stuff in restaurants uh, because I think restaurants, in a way, lead the charge. But uh, in the new Project Smoke book, and we also did it on the show, a smoked brioche, chocolate brioche bread pudding. I first saw that at a restaurant called Alden and Harlow in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Fantastic dish. What they did is they smoked uh, the bread cubes and then made the, uh, uh, made the bread pudding. And then I took it one step further by cooking the bread pudding in a smoker. So you get a double blast of flavor. Smoked cocktails. I mean, it's, they're so prevalent, I hardly even know where to begin. So you have that uh, device. I don't know what if it's called like a smoking smoke gun, gun or smoking yeah. gun is one. The Aladdin smoker is another. Yeah. Does that, uh, for lack of a better term, perfume the house with with smoke as well? You're putting in, I guess, sawdust more or less to to generate that smoke. But does it uh, kind of affect the house as well? You know, it really doesn't because I mean a little bit. But you're working in a very contained environment. The way these things work, you have a bowl covered with plastic wrap where you might have put mayonnaise or potato salad that you want to smoke or you have a drink a cocktail and a cocktail shaker covered with plastic so you really the whole idea is to concentrate the smoke bring it in close proximity with the uh food or drink you want to smoke so when we talk about smoke Stephen, here's the thing that that i wonder you put that kind of a smoke in a cocktail or some type of hors d'oeuvre when you think about smoke in a smoker what's everybody say you want to get when you're burning wood, you want to get it so it's either the sweet blue or it's hardly noticeable. You don't want the billowy smoke, this, that, and the other thing. When you're using the smoking gun, obviously you see, visibly see the smoke. So is is there a pungent smoke flavor that's imparted? Is it the bad smoke versus the good smoke? What's the, the, palate, the palatable uh, texture there? Uh, it's a perceptible smoke. It's a good smoke. Remember, you're measuring smoking with a smoking gun in minutes, not hours. Okay, so and it, it's a much it's a much more subtle. You're putting a veneer of smoke uh, on the food. Um, I, I've been playing. I, I use a smoking gun a lot, and I have yet to oversmoke anything with it. Stephen Reichlin joining me here on the show. BarbecueBible.com is the website. The, the TV show Project Smoke can be found ProjectSmoke.org. So, Stephen, if we go back to this past weekend in NBBQA, uh, you're out there giving uh, the talk on the, the barbecue trends. How are you reached out to in regards to that? Does, uh, you know, Mama Shedhead call you and say, hey, Stephen, we'd love you to come out and, and give a talk on whatever you want? Do they give you some ideas? Like, how does that whole, how does one get Stephen Reichland to come and give a talk? Well, Mama Shed called me and said, we'd like you to be the keynote, keynote speaker at the, uh, at the association meeting. And, you know, it was my birthday, but I, that was not something I was going to miss. These are my people, and um, this is what I do. I, 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 I love talking about barbecue. Uh, this talk actually began two million years ago. I did my history of barbecue talk and then wove it into uh, future trends. So are you in and out at something like this, or is there enough other people and other talks and stuff to keep you around for an extra day or so? You know, I would have loved to have stayed the whole weekend, but uh, I had family, you know, family dinner obligation to get back to. So unfortunately, it was kind of a quick turn and burn. I did, you know, I did stay for the afternoon and for uh, for the dinner uh, on Thursday night, and that was nice. Um, did you get around and see any of the uh, the exhibitors? I did. So yeah, here's here's what I want to ask you: products on display that you thought you. We're bringing barbecue and grilling value to the consumer. What what stuck out to you as being good? Well, there were two things, and unfortunately, I don't have the proper names of each. Maybe you can look them up, put them on the website. One was a very cool injector, a multiple injector, multiple needles, 
uh, immersion hose that goes in the brine. Uh, that and happens to be a proud sponsor of this show. Okay. The Chops, the Chops Power Injector System. That's right. Okay. So that was really cool. And then bearing out what I was talking about, uh, you know, big point sort of what your food eats, how it's raised matters as much as how you smoke it. So there was a display of Duroc pork products. That's a heritage breed raised for flavor, not just for quick growth and uh, maximum volume. And uh, I, you know, plus cheer wine. And I mean, if you come from North Carolina, uh, or even if you're passing through, you can't imagine barbecue without cheer wine. That, is that what you would specify as like a, a hyper regional type thing, the cheer wine? Because I've, I mean, just having kind of been related to the industry for so many years. I know cheer wine, and I know what portion of the country usually drinks it, but is that something that you specifically find just there, or do traditional barbecue joints across the country carry that type of a thing? In my experience, it's pretty local. Uh, Stephen Reichland joining me here on the show. Uh, Stephen, is this a event that this humble host should consider attending next year, or at some point, is, that, is there value for me to get down there and, and check that out? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, first of all, this is our barbecue community. Uh, Very interesting seminars to attend. Um, And, you know, uh, I'd say probably the the most, the person that would benefit the most is the operator, the person that has a barbecue restaurant or wants to start a barbecue restaurant. Lots of seminars on the business of barbecue, on techniques, networking. But, you know, we... We are a community. We are a very tightly knit community. We may have different opinions about things, and these are our people. Plus, next year, I can tell you, it's going to be uh, in Fort Worth, and they are planning an absolutely killer, killer conference. So, definitely. All right, so something else I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, St. Paddy's Day is coming up in, is it two days from now, I think, yep, or whatever? Yep. <clears throat> so, St. Paddy's New Orleans, by the way. St. Patrick's Day, heading out to the HPBA, the Hearth Patio and Barbecue uh, Show in yes. New Orleans. Uh, an, another show I should probably consider attending at some point before yeah. I... And uh, that's can't. much more a gear show, you know, if you kind of want to be up on what all the latest grills and smokers and accessories are. Got it. So, in regards to St. Patty's Day, Stephen, a day to eat or a throwaway day to surrender to drunken plunder, decadence, and debauchery, or both, or neither... Uh, for me, it's a day to eat. You know, every year we've done some variation on a smoked corned beef. So this year we said, ah, you know what? Why not? Why not do pastrami? Why not do it? it, it it's a corned beef, right? Corning meaning cured, coming from uh, an old uh, an old English word for corn kernels of salt. You know, big pieces of salt, uh, and so. We do a home smoke pastrami that we turn into an absolutely amazing uh, <coughs> pastrami sandwich. Uh, I don't know if you have, do you guys all know Rob Boss. Uh, Rob is a big member of our barbecue community. Oh, yeah. He was our fire wrangler uh, on the set of Project Smoke this year. Does a lot of photography and recipes for us, and that's his uh, Reuben sandwich. And I got to tell you, Reuben sandwiches just don't get better than that. Yeah, uh, Rob Boss uh, actually in the chat room tonight, and uh, cool. I would say one of us very jealous that he gets to hang with one Stephen Reichlin during uh, Project Smoke. Um, so, do you? So there's corned beef and, and there's pastrami. If you know, gun to the head, do you have a a favorite, or it doesn't matter to you? Um. I would rather eat pastrami in the sense that it's smoked. I mean, if it were traditional corned beef, which is just boiled, you know what? No, I'm not going to go there. I, I love both. I, I think both have a great place. Uh, I, you know, I was about to say that, and then I was thinking about the perfect deli corned beef sandwich where the corned beef is sliced tissue thin, and yeah. it's got that sort of iridescent uh, quality from the curing salts and that's pretty awesome, too. Yeah, that's uh, like the staple mark of uh, two different places in Cleveland. One is Slyman's Deli, which is famous for the uh, the Rubens and slash corned beef sandwiches, which I don't know if you were there uh, or not. But uh, And then that's also it, Corky and Lenny's over on the east side in Beechwood, Ohio, uh, which is famously known. Fantastic. Well, yep. it sounds like I got to get to Cleveland. We got to go on a uh, an eating spree. Absolutely. So uh, in closing, let me ask you about... Another post that you had on barbecuebible.com, which was building a smokehouse. 
Mm. So if you're a guy that loves smoking and you love fire and you love the charcoal or the wood or, or however you're doing, even pellets for crying out loud, who cares as long as you're doing it. Smokehouse can be a little bit different. You have the vessel, you have tubing, you have an offset firebox, you know, way down the way there because temperatures are very important. Is that something that people should consider adding to the arsenal? Well, I built mine because, uh, you know, first of all, I wanted to make like a more permanent commitment. I'm always wheeling smokers and grills in and out to try them. And I wanted an edifice on my property. I also, um, I love cold smoke food. And I find that a smokehouse is great for cold smoking. And I mean, I'll, I'll smoke things. I'll smoke fish for days and days and days uh, in the style of Scandinavia. Uh, and, um, and, and it's great. And it, you know, it really establish, establishes your bona fides. And I was amazed because the first blog I posted about my smokehouse, I was amazed at how many people sent in pictures of their smokehouses. I mean, this is something that people actually do. Stephen Reichlin joining me here on the show. BarbecueBible.com is the website, the, the main website. ProjectSmoke.org is the TV website. Uh, that show is coming up in the spring, right? Uh, yeah, we're launching Memorial Day. Uh, that's right, Memorial Day. Uh, so you're going to be at HPBA. Are you just going as a uh, vested interest? Are you going being contracted? What's the deal? Well, you know, I have a line of Best of Barbecue products, and we have a number of new products coming out this year. We actually have a number of new products that are oriented towards smoking. So I will be at the companion group booth on Friday from, I think, 10 to 2 or 10 to 3, if anybody's attending the fair, uh, showing my new line of products. I'll also be walking the floor to see what everybody else is doing. You know, it's a great reunion for meeting old friends that you kind of see once a year. Stephen, and, it, it, and we're going yeah. to eat out incredible, I mean, I have every breakfast, lunch, and dinner planned for four days. And by the way, this wood-burning grill in uh, fine dining restaurants thing has also hit New Orleans. So I'm expecting some amazing live fire food. Oh, I can't imagine the uh, the food that's going to be taking place there. Uh, indulge me just for one second, Stephen. As you are walking the show, is it how uh, like how noticeable are you? Does everybody notice you? Are you a 50-50 guy? Like I, and I guess here's what I'm getting at. If, if I'm walking down the street with Guy Fieri, right. like everybody knows that guy. So, you know, I walk down with him. I'm getting cast off chicks. It's great, whatever. So to the barbecue people, you're like the Guy Fieri of barbecue. But I wonder where the transcendence starts. So, like, do most people recognize you? Or if I walk the floor, nobody would give a fuck about me. Who, who, who am I? But I'm just trying to, to gauge statuses and, and where people rank. Well, look, I never like to toot my own horn, but I would Let's say uh, I'm pretty well known at uh, at this particular event, and it'll start in the airport because so many people are, in, are coming in from uh, elsewhere. You, you know, somebody once wrote of me, uh, he's a minor celebrity, and um, and I kind of, after I got over the initial sting of that, I thought, you know, yeah, that's it, and that's nice. And people who are in this world, or people who have my books, you know, a lot of people come up and say, "I have your books," and that feels really good. But I can go out to restaurants; I don't have to hide or wear a wig or anything like that. So I, w- I would say it's a nice balance. But def- definitely, HPBA, the Hardware Show, National Barbecue Show Association—you know, those are my people. As far as the uh, barbecue university class is concerned, is that something that's still taking enrollment? Uh, where are we at with that? You know, I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm happy to say, but I'm also sorry to say uh, we've been sold out for a couple of months. Wow! But if you're interested in attending that, we are taking a waiting list, and we may try and put another session on this year. All right, and that's at the Broadmoor in Colorado. Broadmoor Resort, gorgeous resort in Colorado Springs, height of luxury and. Man, when you get up on the ma- the side of the mountain, that's Cheyenne Mountain, where we have the school, and you see our forty some grills and smokers all smoking at one time, you know, if you're in this world, it's like dying and going to heaven. Do you, Stephen? Let me ask you. And I've only asked pitmasters in competition this when they get into Colorado. Do you have to account for the thin air up there as you're giving a class when you're teaching somebody up there and they're going back to Ohio or or New York? They're not dealing with the same kind of elements, so you have to. Uh, bring that across to them as well? Oh, yeah, you bet. And, um, you know, I've sort of figured it out now, but the first time I tried to do grilled pizza at that altitude. Yeah, good luck. I mean, 
my dough was, you know, it just, it, it, it was a sorry thing. Uh, cooking times are longer. Uh, and and dough, I'd say the main problem is with, with yeasted dough. I mean, that's, that's where the biggest challenge is. But Steve, you do have to add, add cooking time. Stephen Reichlin can be found here on the third Tuesday of each month. His website's barbecuebible.com and projectsmoke.org. Stephen, always appreciate the time. Enjoy your time in uh, New Orleans, and we'll talk to you again next month. Can't wait. Take right. care, man. Bye-bye. There he is, Stephen Reichel. Multiple-time author. Uh, <clears throat> uh, TV show host, cooking class instructor, all that stuff. He's right there. Stephen Reichel. Great guy. He does my show once a month. That's that's all. Uh, okay, if you're like me, you're trying to think of ways to step up the barbecue and grilling game. Poofa. I am not talking about what I just read. Programming note. 10.05. Chad Ward coming out of the bullpen in relief of this sorry ass with uh, Craig Sherry to talk about the merge that I just broke. Remember, the important news was that I broke the news. (coughs) That's the important news. Uh, Butcher's Barbecue. Look, the products are great. I just uh, donated some of my own private stock to a softball charity because I know it's going to go over like gangbusters. Made a whole basket out of Butcher's Barbecue stuff. It's great. ButcherBBQ.com is the place to go. The uh, bird boosters, the grilling oils, the injections, the pork beef, the prime, the uh, open pit pork. All of the new rubs, all uh, the sauce, of course. Which is barbecue sweet sauce is my favorite sauce. Um, all you have to do is head on over to the website, which is newly revamped. Uh, butcherbbq.com. That's butcherbbq.com. And stock up. Uh, buy a box of six of the sauce. The new rubs are fantastic. I'm getting through each one. Uh, of course, I've been a grilling, uh, an, a fan of the grilling oils for, has it been over a year now? Dave, how long have the, the grilling oils been out? I feel like it's been a year. Maybe a little more than a year? Fabulous stuff. The grilling oil is so great because it's right there on the table or the counter. It doesn't have to get hidden away because it's going to go bad or it's going to go rancid or anything like that. So, Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com and stock up. You're going to be happy that you did. All right. uh, When we come back, Wade Carpenter and Luis Fernandez, Los Slow Cookers. Talk about turn and burn. We're coming up right after this. Stick around. We'll be... Stick around. We'll be right back. to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Welcome back to the show. This portion being brought to you by CookinPellets.com. Your number one source for quality wood pellets for all of your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookinPellets.com for more information or to purchase if you want to purchase from Amazon.com, you can do that there as well. I talked to uh, Chris Becker just the other day. We're going to get him on to talk about what's new in the world of cooking pellets. Uh, but we thank them for their continued support of the show. Again, the cookingpellets.com. Download their app, and when Amazon gets a bug up their rear end and decide to blow out the shipping, they will be able to uh, give you the updates there. All right. 
Uh, my next two guests uh, are in a two-contest win streak. They won Freedom Fest in Konkin. I hope I'm saying that right. Konkin, Texas, two weeks ago. This past weekend, they tore it up in Pleasanton, Texas. Walked away with the Grand Championship at the Turn and Burn. So let's go ahead and head over to the hotline and welcome the pitmasters of Los Slow Cookers, Wade Carpenter and Luis Fernandez. Gentlemen, thanks for joining me on the show. How are you tonight? Good evening, Greg. All right. Glad, uh, to, glad to see you here. Well, I'm glad to see you guys. Well, look at look at what we've done here. In the last 40 minutes, we've produced the Low Slow Cookers banner, which I thought was tucked away in some university. And <laughs> I think, e- easy to say, the most highly advanced audio-visual team ever that I've had on the show. you got mics and everything. Outrageous. Thank you, guys. Oh, not a problem. We, yep. we, we aim to please. <clears throat> All right. So uh, you are pleasing beyond expectation at the moment. And uh, we see some great uh, trophies. And it looks like a, a lodge pan in front of you there or a cast iron skill, which I'm sure we'll get to here in just a moment. Um, perhaps a, a little background about you guys, uh, I guess, individually, and then kind of where your background in barbecue started. Uh, we started in uh, April of uh, 2014. Uh, just kind of, you tell that story. You told this story better okay. earlier today. Yeah. Uh, well, we kind of started. He called me on one night, one night, and said, "Hey, I bought this egg, and I want to grill some uh, some steaks. What do you want to come over?" I said, "Sure, could let's go over, uh, grill those suckers up, and then two weeks later, he's like, hey, there's this uh, cook-off in Konkan. Uh, you want to go do it? Sure, why not?" And so uh, I have a tendency to do that. Sure, why not? And get out of trouble. <laughs> True. Um, and so two years later, here we are. <laughs> Uh, all right, so wait. Let me ask you if you could do something because I'm not getting a lot of heat from uh, Luis's mic for whatever reason. So if you want to just uh, take your mic off the stand there, and you guys can pass oh, it yeah. around uh, just for uh, sake of convenience, I guess. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So um, uh, can you uh, re re say that, Luis? I'm sorry. <laughs> sure, no problem. I, I'll go a little deeper there and get a little more voice into it. Um, is that better? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, I'll start off with a green egg that egg uh, that Wade bought. He called me over, texted me, say, "Hey, uh, I'm grilling some steaks. You want to come over and help me out?" Like, sure. Why not? Let me go help you out. We got those going, and then of course it got turned into a little project. Wade calls me about two weeks later, says, "Hey, um, there's this con- this cookoff in Concan that's going on. Um, you ever think about uh, competing?" I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And like I said, of course, uh, that gets me in trouble a lot of times saying, sure, why not? Um, and so uh, we went out there to Concan and uh, had a tough field, and we ended up with a sixth-place brisket. And after that, we were hooked. <laughs> um, and so two years later, here we are, and um, of course, our biggest accomplishment to date of uh, winning Turn and Burn. So between you know the two years, now two years is when you're cooking, but the, the history, I guess, of, of barbecue, at least uh, for you, Wade, has, has been a little bit more long-stretching than that, right? Yeah, I started uh, with a, uh, a festival that we promote here in Uvalde. Let me tell you where we are, first of all. Uvalde is located about, about a town of about 15,000 people, and we are the foothills of the Texas Hill Country. Uh, you know, and we are about 70 miles southwest of San Antonio, between San Antonio and Mexico, basically. So they kind of gives you a picture of where we are. But we have a festival that goes on, been going on the 20th year this year called Palomino Fest. And uh, it started, the cook-off started there. Um, we had Briscoe, Governor, our former Texas Governor Dalt Briscoe lived in Uvalde, and we needed something that he wanted to be a part of. And so Briscoe Ranch, he's one of the was one of the largest landowners, still uh, is the state is now. And um, so we came up with a, a cookoff that really wanted to promote beef. Uh, and then that went into a sanctioned event with IBCA. Uh, the our festival itself outgrew uh, the. Uh, facility that we had to have both the festival and a cook-off and for the cook-off to be able to grow. And so we made, uh, about three or four years ago, we made the cook-off its own event at Uvalde County Fairplex. And now 2014, it was 34 teams. Now it's 2015, 115 teams and it's grown. So I really came from the uh, area of promoter first and realize that, hey, we really need to kind of be getting out there and learning uh, how to make our cook-off better than to get out there and do it with, with the rest of them. So, and here we are. So, I never cooked a brisket until uh, January of 2014 in my life. Did he moan a pit? 
Were you eating brisket at that point? Oh, of course. You know, <laughs> there was always people that could cook it better, though, right? Uh, yeah. Well, we're working on it. You know. Uh, you know, you get surprised at every time that you uh, try to uh, cook one, and uh, you never know what's going to happen. You know, this is kind of the weekend that we uh, didn't know what was going to happen. It was down to the last. Uh, we didn't uh, get any calls in chicken or in ribs. Whereas in last week before, we go in first place chicken. So this week we were down to the last call. It happened to be a, a, with 200 teams, that many teams. It was very spread out on the on the numbers. And uh, so 10th place brisket was 10 points with brisket being the tiebreaker and kind of just got it. You know, we were we were just as shocked as anyone else. So. Wade Carpenter and Luis Fernandez joining me here, pitmasters of Los Slow Cookers. For those that don't speak Spanish, by the way, that means the slow cookers. So, uh, you know, I'm showing my duality there. Um, so let me ask you guys, you know, with, with two guys on the team, and I've talked to a number of other pitmasters, whether it's two or three or sometimes five guys on the team, uh, do you guys have uh, different roles that are well-developed and, you know, here are the, the boundaries and we don't cross, or do you guys – you know, work well, like hand in glove. Like what's the, the deal with, yeah, look, I mean, I know how it is. Alpha males are alpha males. So I just wonder how that dynamic works. Uh, well, normally uh, what I do is I do the chicken and ribs and Wade takes care of the brisket. Um, of course we help each other out. You know, um, he, he tells me, Hey, it looks a little too, uh, too much sauce, a little too much, not enough sauce taste wise. And I do the same thing for his brisket. Um, of course I drive him nuts. I'm, I'm going to admit that because He's more of the technical, write everything down step by step, uh, one qu- quarter cup of this, quarter cup of that. And I'm the, eh, I think about this much and I think about that much and we're good. And then, of course, it places and then it's like, well, what'd you do? Well, I did this and I did that. <laughs> and so, um, of course, I, I do uh, drive him crazy with that. But uh, the team works. And uh, uh, I mean, when we place and we uh, score big, it's kind of like, well, we forgot about that. I didn't measure anything and just kind of threw it together. But uh, we've maintained, maintained it pretty consistent lately. So uh, I promised and, uh, and followed steps a little closer and actually followed directions. And I'm actually timing and doing different things that I didn't do before. So at least I'm making them a little bit happy on that part. Uh, but no, we work well together. Um, like I said, he, he's more of the, the writing the things down and, and uh, that part. And I'm the crazy guy that just like, they just get this, this goal. <laughs> so, you know, I, I would say, Luis, that in, in an FBA sanctioning body or a KCBS sanctioning body, you know, that might be an Achilles heel because consistency and identical replication, if you're winning, is something that you want to do week and week and week and week after week. Uh, However, there's a difference here. KCBS and FBA have these certified judges, but Texas isn't really that kind of a deal. It's, I mean, I don't want to call it like off the street, but I mean, it's, it's kind of a people's choice thing. So if you're, you know, an X city in Texas this week, it's going to be whoever they can get to fill the judge's tent. And if you're in another city, it's going to be those people. So maybe, in this type of a situation, it's probably not playing against you that much as it would in other sanctioning bodies, you think? Yeah, I think so. Um, although I must admit, I do a little bit of measuring. It's not an, an actual traditional uh, measuring cup, but it's the lid of the, you know, the oil. Like, okay, two lid cups, two cup lids was good, and two cups of this was good. So uh, I'm getting there. <laughs> and I guess the results are showing it, I guess. Yo, oh, no doubt about it. I mean, uh, two in a row, regardless of sanctioning body, is uh, you know certainly something to be proud of. So uh, as you look at the turn and burn contest, huge names in there, of course, uh, with one win in the chamber from the week before. Are you guys carrying any extra confidence heading into this past weekend or uh, perhaps the opposite because you know the biggest teams out there are looking to win? I mean, huge payout, huge money to win here, which they're – you know, typically there isn't really huge payouts for winners in barbecue. You're not in barbecue or competition barbecue to make a lot of money, right? But this is one of those oddball ones where there's a lot of money to be won. So are you confident because you have the win from the past week rolling in? Or what's the mindset? Um, I think a little bit of both. Um, we did have the confidence because, you know, we'd, we'd started winning, hitting uh, with different uh, competitions we were coming in. Uh, you know, we had hit that first place chicken. We had a seventh place rib and a third place brisket. So we felt good, comfortable. But of course, um, it's nothing like going into some elite competition. Uh, you know, when you have uh, big, big earnest out there, you have CJ, you have uh, the, the giant Darren Harwells, uh, Eric Thomas from Georgia. 
uh, you know, all those top names that were out there, you know, it's, it's it was still kind of a little bit of uh, intimidating. But at the same time, like, let's see where we measure up with these guys. Let's see where we're at. Uh, you know, uh, we've been in this two years. Uh, we've given it out everything we got. Who knows? I mean, and, uh, you know, guys from the Valley, you know, we had a killer V barbecue that did great in Florida. They got a grand champion out in Florida. And, you know, uh, Fred Robles, he's been on a hot streak. He's got six grand champions, champions. If I, if I recall, he needs one more to get that Jack Daniels, uh, uh, invite. And so seeing those guys out there, you know, um, it's great, but also I think the camaraderie that you get to talk to those guys, uh, listen into what their conversations, you know, giving you pointers, tips here and there, you know, comparing notes, Things of that sort that that really helps out a lot, um, and, and I guess in a way makes us feel a little more comfortable. Like, hey, these guys are embracing us. These guys are are, are um, uh, hang, um, you know giving us a, the confidence that we needed as well to to know that we can do well. And, and that's my side. I, I don't know about Wade how he felt. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. We're just uh, how could you not be intimidated a little bit? But you also have uh, confidence. You know, a year ago. Uh, you know, on Facebook comes up, you know, what was happening a year ago. And I saw the other day we were, we were, I, I remember posting this as I'm not sure we even really belong here, you know, and I kind of felt the same way this year, but with a little bit more confidence from a year ago, you certainly learn a lot in, in a year. And so, uh, but never do it in our, I mean, this is kind of a once in a lifetime, I feel like we won the lottery sort of a deal with a number being called like that. That's uh, you never really expect that to happen. And we certainly, after going, you know, striking uh, two strikes with uh, the chicken and the brisket, I mean, chicken and the ribs, and then coming down to the very last call, you're thinking, hey, hey, we were here having fun, didn't expect to win anything, but, man, well, how exciting was it at the end? We, did, we didn't really know how to, how to take it, but we were, we were glad to take it. So Wait, what's, what's the reception like when you get called as overall grand champ? Are people a little surprised? Uh, do they know that? You guys have really put in the time and effort, blood, sweat, and tears. Is there respect amongst the peers? Oh, there's nothing. There's respect from all of us, you know. Um, and I think uh, everybody is, anytime we see, even us, if we see somebody that has been not won or not been winning and then they come and get that one, man, they're just more excited than anything. I mean, Ernest Cervantes is also one of our uh, uh, local natives here in Uvalde on pitmasters and everything he was one of the first ones to come up and give us a hug and say he was so proud and so uh and he was there competing too and so that means a lot and uh but i think it would have been mutual had he won or anybody else won that hadn't you know been a part of uh the scene for many years we'd come congratulate him just as well wait let me ask you a question in some of the other sanctioning bodies you're starting to see i don't know if it's an expectation I think many people would think it's an expectation of the the higher end briskets, the the wagyu briskets that you're seeing from Snake River Farms and Strew Branch and some of these other people. Is that something that's really made its way down to Texas, or can you still get away what with many would consider to be a, a commodity style brisket? Uh, be honest, I've never had a wagyu brisket. Uh, I've never cooked one. Uh, I don't think uh, that I've heard among our that you're you know aware of either that really any wagyu briskets aren't really cooked down here. Uh, it's really choice to prime. Um, uh, to be honest with you, I had uh, gotten uh, three primes on sale for dollar ninety seven pound at the local grocery store in January. That was one of the last ones I had in the freezer and took it out to cook this past weekend and it won first place. So. It was, it, it was a prime, but uh, I think, uh, you know, we've cooked choice and done well with choice as well. It, it, do you think that's a regional thing? Do you think that's a Texas deal? And if you got into KCBS or, or FBA, you would have to move to a, uh, a master purveyor or a, a Snake River Farms or somebody like that in order to be competitive? You know, I, I, I don't know. Uh, is that a, is that a reason to why to not go to, to KCBS or FBA? <laughs> we haven't cooked either one of those yet, but uh, I'm sure that uh, once we feel that we're ready, uh, we might head that direction, you know. You did get an invitation to the uh, American Royale for our grand champion at Concan, so um, that might be our, our opportunity to do that in. Uh, but uh, actually, it's funny that you asked that question because uh, the night before, Friday night, um, we were talking to uh, two cooks, Hector and Matias, were out there, and that question came up, you know, is what a Wagyu actually do better compared to a primary thing? And the consensus between us three was, you know, in Texas, Wagyu is not a very uh, common meat. And so 
it might actually be a drawback because somebody may taste something and be like, wait a minute, I've never tasted this before. What is it? Where the, the traditional brisket from the local uh, grocery store is something everybody knows here. And so um, and, and, and we all kind of all agreed on the same page, you know, uh, maybe in the east Texas, north Texas, a little further out. Uh, maybe the Wagyu would be the, the, the better choice than uh, the ones we use here. But in this area, th- that's probably better than going Wagyu or uh, one of the uh, upper tier briskets. Uh, guys, where are you going to be competing at next to, to make it three in a row? <laughs> we'll be in San Antonio uh, this uh, Saturday, a Cowboys dance hall shootout. All right. Uh, Wade Carpenter, Luis Fernandez, uh, Pitmasters. Can I, can I bring up one more thing real quick? Sure. Th- and I mentioned to you on the phone earlier today, one thing that has uh, really become popular down here, and, and yep. we're so glad, is Kids Q Nation that was started uh, with uh, uh, some friends of ours, Steve Jimenez uh, and Scott Stanish, really bringing more kids involved. And this weekend, this past weekend, they had 84 kids cooking pork chops. And it's really bringing more and more kids into the sport and also getting them away from the iPads and getting them away from the all behind the scenes and getting them out there back where they need to be is outside and with their parents and engagement and just get, you know bringing on the sport. And so uh, you're going to be hearing more and more about Kids Q Nation uh, as we uh, go on and, and bring more kids involved in this event, this sport. You might be hearing a little bit more about Kids Q Nation actually on this show as well coming up. So, uh, you know, I appreciate that uh, information a little bit earlier today as well. Again, we're talking with Wade Carpenter and Luis Fernandez, pitmasters of Los Slow Cookers. Two wins in a row, looking to make it three in a row at the next one. Guys, really appreciate the time tonight. Thanks so much for coming on, and uh, good luck to you. Thank you. Appreciate it. You got it. There they are. Luis Fernandez and Wade Carpenter. Lowe's. Oh, my God. Low slow cookers. Again, uh, for my non-Spanish-speaking friends, that's uh, the slow cookers. Yeah. I'm good like that. What can I tell you? Uh, If you didn't know by now, Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop for anyone interested in barbecue. Number one dealer, Mac Pellet Grills in the world. Big Papa Smokers features a wide selection of American-made grills and smokers, such as the old Hickory Ace BP, the Gateway Drum Smoker, even a drum kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Don't think that BPS can just be pigeonholed <coughs> into competitive barbecue either. BPS rubs have become so well-known, they've been picked up by a nationwide restaurant chain, BJ's Restaurant and Brew House. With four of the nine rubs being featured on their permanent menu and amid glowing reviews, BPS rubs, are proven to be a great addition to anyone's pantry. Big Papa's has also banded together with fellow California-based rub company Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what has now become known as the West Coast Offense. Defying conventional wisdom, these two rub companies have cornered the market on what has become known as the competition barbecue flavor profile. Big Papa Smoker's website features an online meat locker with top quality meats from Snake River Farms shipped right to your door from American Kobe Beef, the Kuributa Pork, the Double R Ranch Meats. Big Papa's meat locker has something for every type of barbecue aficionado. Committed to bringing you the very best flavors on the market, Big Papa Smoker's last year brought you Swamp Boys barbecue sauce, a fine swine sauce, Granny's barbecue sauce. They're going to bring you some new stuff this year in 2016 as well. Don't forget their unique brand ambassador program called the BPS Elite Team. Featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country working together to promote camaraderie, competition, barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind that Big Papa Smokers has been able to do all of this with only five years of being in the biz, turning the competition barbecue world on its head, providing customers with the very best of barbecue products, becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain. And benefiting children's charities across the U.S. Just the beginning for Big Papa Smokers. It's uh, BigPapaSmokers.com. That's BigPapaSmokers.com. Uh, we'll wrap up this show and uh, lead into Chad here shortly. Stick around. We'll be right back.
big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. Thanks again to my guys. Wade Carpenter and Luis Fernandez, low slow cookers, for joining me this past segment to talk about the win at Turn and Burn. That's a big, huge payout. Uh, this portion of the show is brought to you by Cooker, uh, Cook Shack, manufacturers of smoker ovens for barbecue lovers without... With any amount of experience, whether you barbecue in the backyard on competition circuit or in a five-star dining facility, Cookshack has the unit that will do the job. And with a full line of barbecue sauces, spices, pellets, and chunks, it's the perfect one-stop shop. Cookshack strives to be Cookshack strives to be your barbecue resource center by offering cooking classes, online recipes, how to videos, two blogs, smoking slash grilling one hundred ones, and a video cooking classroom. Check out their website at cookshack.com or follow them on these social media destinations, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, and Google+. Get advice or share your passion on barbecue on their world-class barbecue form. Check Cookshack's pellet-fired smokers are the choice of champions because they were designed by champion Ed Fast Eddie Morin. The FEC 100 and one uh, PG-1000 are always customer favorites. The PG-1000 can double as a smoker and a grill, low and slow, or hot and fast. Pellet line gives you the most money for your most ability to be flexible. Cook Shack residential electric smokers are the number one smoker in the industry. High quality meats, high durability, high versatility. Anything you can cook in an oven, you can make in a Cook Shack. Passion and dedication drives Cook Shack's manufacturing and quality always being at the forefront. Get the best in barbecue since 1962 and call 1 800 423 0698. That's 800 423 0698 or visit them at cookshack.com. All right. Uh, Chad Ward is going to be taking over in three minutes. He has Craig Sherry to kick off the top of the second hour. Hold on. He has the uh, president of the IBCA, Craig Sherry, to talk about uh, the merging of Texas Gulf Coast. Now, in all fairness, and uh, credit to be given by Barbecue Central Show's Texas embedded correspondent, Doug Scheiding of Rogue Cookers, he has said to me, uh, off comms or off on-air comms, that... uh, the Texas Gulf Coast was not in the best way. So this probably isn't a to the folks in Texas, this probably isn't a huge surprise per se, but huge news nonetheless, because as we all know, and if you are followers of this show, you understand that uh, I have asked Doug a number of times and, and any other Texas pitmaster, you have three different sanctioning bonds you have ibca which i guess is the biggest right you have uh, texas gulf coast you have lone star barbecue society so now you have ibca ingesting texas gulf coast the question now which of course i will beg chad to ask which i'm sure he's probably uh which he probably has already written down to ask craig cherry is when will the ingestation of Lone Star happen and IBCA becomes the effective and only sanctioning body in the state of Texas? Which to me, uh, I guess, makes sense, right? You are one state that should be, I'm not going to say should be, that at this point you have Lone Star, you have IBCA. I mean, why not just unify and now you have uh, IBCA. And then you can grow out from there. You can grow to the east. You can grow from the west. You can grow to the north, of course. Or you can just stay in Texas, whatever. But that would be the question that I would be asking uh, Craig Sherry is, 
now that you're ingesting Texas Gulf Coast, is there a possibility down the road or in a week or in a year that Lone Star becomes part of IBCA as well or that there's a mutual joining, if you will? Nevertheless, let me get Chad out on time here. As I duck out, uh, in the first hour we had Stephen Reichland, who's always a great guest. Uh, then we had Wade Carpenter and Luis Fernandez from Los Slow Cookers. Uh, again, Chad Ward up in 45 seconds. He has Craig Sherry on and uh, Simon... Why can't I see that? Uh, Simon Flores to wrap up the second hour. Uh, Chad, appreciate you picking me up here. Uh, We'll be back next week, uh, fully armed and ready to go for two hours. Uh, September 11th, 2001, I will never forget. And until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.